Welcome to the Adoption Discovery Podcast. Your host, Bridget Bradley, is the founder of AdoptionDiscovery.org, a national nonprofit helping people adopt for zero dollars and in less than nine months for over 15 years. Join us for real support, real help, and real answers to your adoption questions. Today, I would like to welcome Robert Bertman. He is the founder of Family Budget Expert. Welcome, Robert. Hey, how's it going, Bridget? It's great, fantastic. So glad that you're here today with us, um, helping our families with budgeting information. So this is uh, money. Money's a big topic for everybody right now. Um, but first, I wanna back up and tell me about, I heard that you have um, somebody in your family that has an adoption story. So tell me about your sister. Yeah, my sister, uh, she went through the adoption process about um, 16 years ago, and she now has an amazing 15-year-old son, <laughs> and um, he's, he's really, really special. It took my sister a long time, you know, and it wasn't the easiest process, but I actually talked with her last night, and she said uh, that really the bottom line is that you will become a parent, <laughs> and you just kind of have to go through and bear with the, the process and I know you have a lot of great resources for families. So it does take some time. It, it does cost a little bit of money, although you know ways to save people money through that process. Um, but so, but Matthew's, he was the oldest nephew. He was the first grandchild in my family. You know, now there are seven. And he is just the sweetest, kindest kid, you know, sophomore in high school. So, yeah. Have you done, didn't, didn't I hear you say you've done, have you done some speaking for foster parents or for adoptive parents? Yeah, I spoke at the National Foster Parent Association uh, mm -hmm. conference last year in 2019. Right. Uh, also sp spoke at the Tennessee State uh, Foster Parent Association conference put on through the uh, Department of Children's Services. So I have some experience talking to adopt and parents looking to get into a foster parent situation and also have some personal experience too. So it's near and dear to my heart and I'm looking forward to helping out as best <laughs> I can. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. So I want to make sure that um, we can help people, as you said, we can help them adopt for free or no cost or low cost or whatever they choose on the type of adoptions they want to do. But mm -hmm. still, after the fact, they're going to bring those children or child or children. We never know. <laughs> Sometimes it's a, it's a van full of children. Um, but they need to kind of have some steps that um, they can take to prepare for the financial cost that a family, a new family is gonna be for them. So can you share some of your insight and give us some things that parents should prepare for? Yeah, I'll start with the biggest mistake that I see parents or parents-to-be make, and that's they start with a budget. And I know I'm the family budget expert and I'm supposed to help parents budget, but um, it's actually, budgeting as a first step is really, really a bad idea. It's kind of like, having a personal trainer, you're, like you're trying to get started in an exercise routine or like a training program and they forget to do the assessment. They just throw you right into the workout. Yeah. And that leads to some serious, could lead to some injury, leads to maybe not really wanting to stick with it, which happens a lot with, with budgeting. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing is to say, where are you today? So rather than starting with budgeting, step one is really to start with tracking your spending. So forget about Forget about categorizing with how much is going to housing, food, you know, travel, entertainment, and start focusing on just how many dollars are we spending on a monthly basis. Right. That's huge. A lot of people just don't even know. Like they, they, they know money's coming in and money's going out, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, people are really good at understanding their fixed expenses, like their mortgage or rent payment and their car payments. But 
the other spending I've seen, you know, can be underestimated by as much as 20%. Wow. So it's really important to get, you know, everyone's starting from, from, you know, from zero. So there's no judgment. You're not, you're just trying to get information. You're not really trying to, um, any, there shouldn't really be, try to like suppress any guilt that you might feel around overspending and just say, this is where I'm at. And now I'm committed to making changes if I have to. That's fantastic. So, so that's step one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then step two is making a list of, of all the debt that you have, whether it's um, credit cards, student loans, mortgage, car payments, personal loans, whatever, making a list. And there are three important things to notate. One is obviously the amount, how much you owe. Right. The second is the interest rate, and which is, can be hard to find. So sometimes, especially with credit cards, they don't want you to see that interest rate. So sometimes you have to log on and to, to the website or sometimes it's on your statement. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is the monthly payment that you're having to pay. So, and then once you have a list of all the debt you owe, what your monthly payments are in the interest rate, now that, that gives you some information to figure out how do I tap the best way to do it. So, so that's step number two is just organizing the debt side of the equation. Um, and, and it kind of goes along with tracking spending because like we have our fixed expenses, we have our flexible expenses, the things that we can, that can go up and down on a, on a monthly basis. Then we have how much is going towards debt on a monthly basis. Right. And as we pay off debt, that expense goes away. So it's really important to know how much are we putting towards debt and how much can we eliminate if we really focus on it. Right, because the other amount of money is just going out the window. We have no idea where it's going. Exactly. Exactly. I said, maybe you could put that toward the debt if you knew where it was going or what it was, right? The amount. Right, exactly. Exactly. So then once you have all that, then the, the, the third step is really prioritizing, cleaning up, you know, sort of, this is like getting to first base. It's like, like get rid of all credit card debt or get a plan to to get rid of it and also to build up an emergency fund or your, you know, your savings. So if someone can be credit card debt free and have, you know, at least a month, hopefully more like three months of expenses in the bank, then that is, this is so empowering. Like I was just working with a client actually at our meeting yesterday and they had just paid off all their credit card debt. Wow. And, you know, 17% interest rates, 24% interest rates. And, and they were now starting to build up their cash cushion, and but they knew they didn't have to make those hundreds of dollars of payments toward the credit cards anymore. Right. And it was like really liberating for them. So, yeah, there's all sorts of different ways to prioritize, but I would say starting at you know trying to get to first base, it's it's all about the credit card debt and building up a savings account. And I bet for people that have never done that before, um, since we have experienced a worldwide pandemic, <laughs> I think that people are going to be more. Um, maybe not willing, or maybe um, they'll be more driven to actually kind of have that emergency fund and have control over their money. Um, certainly, you should definitely do all these steps before you start a family because you don't want to bring somebody into that equation um, if things are a mess. Like, you just got to figure it out, you know? Yeah. So, so, that's a good step. Any more steps that we need to take? Yeah. Yeah. So, the fourth step is now that you are tracking spending and knowing how much you're spending on a monthly basis, you've made a list of your debts and now you're working on how to pay off your credit card debt and build up your emergency fund. Then, you know, obviously raising kids is expensive, right? And if they're babies, young ones, I call it the three D's of parenting, daycare, diapers, and doctor bills. So it can get really expensive. And I think it's important for, for parents to be, to practice, 
having that cushion in their monthly spending. So if someone is, so I think it's, the goal is to try to find an extra 500 to $1,000 a month, at least $500 a month that they can start saving mm -hmm. because that shows them that they have the capacity financially to support a child in addition to their current costs. Right. That's important. Did they, do you have any statistics? I didn't ask you this. Um, do what? On, on how much it costs to raise a child. I mean, I know we're talking about diapers and daycare, um, but some of our people are adopting children at birth and some are bringing in a 16 year old, which you know is just way more expensive. <laughs> so the averages don't really apply. I mean, they do in some cases to our families, but um, it's just, it's expensive. I mean, there's, there's costs there that you just don't even think about and you didn't even know about until you have a child in your family, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, yeah, we got to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, so I think Parents Magazine came out with a survey and said it costs about $12,000 a year to raise a child. And I think that's underestimating um, because, you know, people make different choices too. They, they want to buy a bigger car. They want to buy a bigger house. They want to, you know, but in, that's not necessary to do. But just in general, the cost of buying, you know, of, of, of buying things for the child can be expensive. Right. But, um, but so like if they're babies, obviously they have the three D's of parenting. If they're 15 or 16, like my nephew, I mean, he must drink like a gallon of milk a day. <laughs> He's eating my sister out of house and home. That grocery bill has got to be up there. <laughs> grocery bill gets up there, right? And then you have um, extracurricular activities like soccer or yeah. piano or whatever, you know? And then of course they want to hang out with their friends. So they need soccer some money. bills that go along with the soccer. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, right. So the, so at any age, the child is going to have some sort of activities, some sort of other support aside from food that you're going to want to give to them because you care for them and you want to have, give them a good quality of life. Right. Um, now, we, we all have to be obviously responsible with those choices, but we also want to give our kids what, what they want to so that they can thrive in, in the environment and the house that we're providing for them. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So tell me about, is, are those, the, is that the end of the steps or are there more steps? <laughs> uh, well, oh yeah. So there's just like one more step and that's just making sure that parents work together. Obviously if it's a, if it's a single parent, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to deal you're with uh, other people, but typically with couples, um, normally there's one spouse that sees money a certain way and the other spouse just so happens to not see money that way. Right. So, and sometimes spouses can have separate finances or partners can have separate finances and I'm not saying that we have to combine everything, but it's really important to work together and disclose that because the expenses that surround the child are going to have to come from, you know, be discussed as a, as a couple, as a family. Right. Yeah. I mean, it starts to get really muddy when you have children in your home and, you know, you've got school tuition or you don't have school tuition. Sometimes books um, alone, backpack and all the things that you have to pull together for a school age child. Um, and in addition to those fees for soccer and the uniform for soccer and the, I mean, it just starts rolling and you're like, wow, all we wanted to do is play soccer. Yeah. <laughs> we had no idea. So yeah, there's, there's so many little things that come up along the way. And I think that if you can prepare for it as much as possible before, um, I don't think it's possible. I don't think you're recommending that they completely save up for the first year of their child's life, but it's just making sure that the budget is there so that they can do those things when they want to do those things and they have some sort of control over it. Right, okay. exactly. I would say that, you know, of all the five things I covered, 
Um, the, the number one thing is really just tracking spending. So signing up for a budgeting app like Mint or Every Dollar or You Need a Budget, there's tons out there. Any one of them will work as long as it'll help you start tracking your spending so that you know where your dollars are going. You know, right. with those five steps, if, if parents just took one, or parents-to-be just took one of those, that step, that alone is really, really empowering. Right. So talk to us a little bit about tools that you offer um, and learning that you offer for parents that want to know more. So, I mean, I know that you said these apps are great, but do you have some things that you can offer for them? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I offer um, a free 30-minute consult to kind of talk through the main challenges, help solve them, and also talk about other solutions. Um, and that's on my website, familybudgetexpert.com slash free consult. Okay. Uh, but, but if you don't want to talk, guys too. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And, but if you don't want to talk, if you just wanted some resources to help you figure out, you know, I found that I used to be a financial advisor and financial planner and help devise these, you know, great plans together with couples or, or families to get them where they want to be. But the one thing I realized after talking with people is, you know, planning is all well and great, but if I can't come up with the money to fund the goals, then what difference does it make? You know, what difference does it make saving for kids college or, you know, paying down my debt or, you know, saving for retirement. I can't come up with the money at the end of the month. Right. So that's why I specifically focus on helping families and couples um, really figure out how to cut their spending. So on my website, just familybudgetexpert.com, there's a free guide and workbook that you can work through that will help you take the five steps to help cut your spending. Um, and I'm not a, um, I don't tend to prescribe how people should spend their money because everyone works hard and can do whatever they want, but it's more about making sure that the spending is aligned with the values and priorities of them as individuals, as them as a couple and as them as a family. Um, so that's totally free. You can download that. There's some videos that go along with it when you sign up for that. Okay. That's fantastic. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Um, can, so can people talk to you one-on-one? -on -one? I mean, if they want more help than just the template, can they get help from you? Yeah, so I, I consult all the time with parents and couples. Um, I call it the family budget transformation system. So it's a way to really get the finances organized, but more importantly, to identify the money that can help them go out and, and get their finances in order. So um, we talk about that usually toward the end of the, the free consult, um, but that information is also on my webpage. If anyone wants to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I'm obviously happy to help any way I can. because That's fantastic. Well, thank you. I mean, we don't- um, Come into their home. Yeah. yeah, you guys now you don't have an excuse. <laughs> I've given you guys a resource so that you know somebody that can help you with your budget. So we'll help you do a free adoption if money is the issue, but let's make sure you've got enough money in the bank going forward when you bring that child home or children home. Um, so that's what Rob is here for you for. So I really appreciate you, Rob. Thank you so much for helping us out today and giving us such great tips. We appreciate it. Yeah, greatly appreciate it, Bridget. Thank you. Join us for a life-changing experience. Just go to AdoptionDiscovery.org today for more information about how to make your adoption easier. Join like-minded people and learn about new and innovative ways to adopt. We look forward to celebrating adoption with you. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And please, share Adoption Discovery with everyone you know.